Welcome to Searchlight with Stephanie. I am your host, Stephanie McCornan. This week's case, we turn our searchlight on to one of Canada's longest open missing children's case. Richard David Marlowe, youngest of the Marlowe family. The resources for our case today are missingkids.ca, Toronto.com, the Toronto Star article from 2014, City News Toronto from 2014, and lastly, the Resource Center for Cold Case Missing Children Cases. So let's dive on in. I know most of the world has been to or has at least seen Toronto, but today I'm going to be taking you back 79 years ago to the small little suburb of Etobicoke. Etobicoke got its name from the Mississauga First Nations who called the Etobicoke Creek and surrounding area Etobicoke, meaning where the elders grow. It wasn't always the big metropolitan that we know it as today. Back in July 1944, it was mostly a rural area with lots of farming land and minimal traffic, where the Marlowe family resided on Beta Street. Richard David Marlowe was born on February 9, 1935, to John and Gertrude Marlowe, youngest of their five children. There was William, John Joseph, Aileen, Gerald, and Robert, who was three years older than Richard. Richard got his nickname of Pee-wee due to his small size and stature. He was three feet, nine inches tall, weighing about 50 pounds. His mother, Gertrude, described him as a shy and timid child, as well as a good student. As she had told the star in 1947, she had also stated that he was always the first one off to school in the morning because he didn't want to be late. He wouldn't talk to strangers and he wouldn't walk into a dark room. So keeping all of this information in mind, I'm going to be telling you all the details of the events that took place on the evening of Tuesday, July 18, 1944, that would forever change the Marlowe family for generations to come. Gertrude, Aileen, Gerald, Robert, and Richard were at the family home, while Father John and the two eldest sons, William and John Joseph, were stationed out of town. I couldn't find any information of exactly where Father John was stationed, but I do know that William and John Joseph were stationed out in Belgium fighting as Allied soldiers against Hitler's forces, keeping in mind that the Second World War was still raging on at this point. Gertrude was seen bicycling up and down Beta Street for most of the day, and at some point Gertrude, Aileen, and Robert decided to go to the cinema, while Gerald and Richard stayed home as Richard had gone the previous day. Gerald periodically kept an eye out for Richard, riding his older sister's bike, and upon coming home that evening, Gertrude saw Aileen's bike on the front yard, but there was no sign of Richard. The police were notified and a search began around the neighborhood, and the army militia was also called in. They had drained the ponds, dredged the creek, checked down the wells, and checked the outhouses. They had looked for days and days and days. Gail Dykeman, whose mother, Aileen Lubach, Richard's only sister, who happened to be 18 at the time of Richard's experience, has stated that there was never any evidence found. John, Richard's father, had come home to help with the search. Psychics had offered the family to tell them where Richard was for a price that was a little too steep for the family at the time. There were reported sightings of Richard that came in from Western Canada all the way from Florida. I just want to pause for a minute as I'm giving you all the details. I just, I feel like I just need to say something when it comes to 
offering a family who's going through hell and like heartbreak and panic and all of these different emotions that comes from having a child that is missing. And it's not that I don't believe in psychic ability. I do. You know, I believe in all of that. But for you to come to the family when they're literally at their worst point, or at least what I can imagine is their worst point, trying to figure out where their child went to, that you're going to be like, I can tell you where they are, but I want you to pay me for it. Like, I just, there's a time and a place for everything. And I feel like when it comes to involving a missing child, that is not the time to be like, oh, give me money and I'll tell you where they are. Because how many, how many cases have we heard? It doesn't matter if it's a, a murder podcast, a missing child, like missing person's case, Dateline, Forensic Files, any of them where people try to profit off of the pain of a family. And to me, I just, I personally think that it's highly inappropriate. If you're going to offer that information, don't do it for a fee. Do it because you genuinely want to help the family resolve the emotions and the pain and everything else that they're going through at this point. Now, going back to the rest of the details. Every time a body was found in the area, John and Gertrude would have to make that painful trip down to the morgue to see if it was their boy. It never was, stated Gail. Gertrude wrote letters to police forces across Ontario, pleading for them to look for Richard. She even wrote to the FBI in multiple newspapers. She mailed out hundreds of photos of Richard and nothing. The family bought presents each year for Christmas and would put them under the tree for Richard. In 1947, it was a sleigh, a crocodile board, and some clothes. And every single Christmas, Gertrude would light a candle and put it in the window. Ten years after Richard had disappeared, his mother had died. It went on and on and on, and it just broke her heart, Gail stated. Gertrude had medical issues, of course, but they all knew what it really was. It was not knowing where her baby boy was. She was 56 years old when she had passed. And almost 30 years after Richard's disappearance, his father John passed at 80. At the time of Gail's interview with City News and the Toronto Star, three of Richard's brothers had also passed, leaving only Aileen, who was 88, and Robert, who was 73. The immediate family left that was living. As of 2019, all of Richard's siblings have passed. His family, later generations, nieces he's never met, are still looking for him. Gail took up the search after retiring from the University of Toronto, after she had read about the Ontario Provincial Police's Missing Persons and Unidentified Bodies Unit. Toronto's Cold Case Unit reopened Richard's case in 2019. There is an empty plot in Glendale Cemetery beside John and Gertrude, 17 kilometers away from Beta Street, waiting for Richard's return. Richard was nine years old at the time of his disappearance. He had blonde hair, blue eyes, and had a scar on the edge of his hair on his temple. He was wearing a dark blue windbreaker, long blue pants, a striped jersey, gray cotton socks with a yellow band on the top, and an aluminum ring that had initials K.L. initialed in them. I want to take the moment to read something Richard's niece has said. 
For 75 years, your mom and pops, your sister and brothers hoped and prayed for your safe return. Wherever your life led you, no matter how many years we had with you, in spirit, you were loved. If you or anyone listening have any information, please call 1-866-543-8477 or reach out to the Toronto Police Service at 1-877-934-6363. I want to thank you all for coming and tuning in this week and turning on the searchlight with me. Going forward for some episodes, some of them don't have enough information um, for me to do a full episode. So I will be doing, I guess you would call mini episodes on TikTok. Um, And, you know, I know that it's a really hard conversation when it comes to talking about children. And, you know, sometimes details that come with these cases. But I do appreciate every single person who takes the time to tune into these. And I know that it's hard to listen to. I know that it's not easy. I mean, I had to take some pauses myself. I just, I really cannot imagine what the family has gone through. His parents passed away. His siblings have passed away not knowing where he is. You know, and it's, it's, I, I just, I can't even wrap my head around it. So if some of you cannot handle the details, I will put in a trigger warning if some of them are more graphic. Um, I just, I want you to think about Richard and his family today. And I want to thank you all again for taking the time this week. And I hope to have you all tune in next week. Stay safe, stay vigilant, and just hug your children a little bit tighter. Thank you again. Thank you.